This is Jen from Grace for Single Parents, where your parenting and God's grace collide. Hi, welcome back to Grace for Single Parents. I'm here today with Kate Wendell. How are you doing today, Kate? I am doing well. It's so nice to be here with you, Jen. So Kate, you have an inspiring story. I think the listeners would like to hear about how you met your husband, got married and had two babies all over the age of 40. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I was that little girl who, when adults would ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? I used to always say, I want to be a mom. I never talked about wanting to have a career or be anything in that kind of sense. It was always about wanting to be a mom. And as I got older, well, God had some different plans for me. I, uh, I ended up in a radio career and I was surrounded by a lot of people who just didn't have the same kind of values and morals and things that just, I held very true to myself. And, um, and I really struggled finding the right guy. I was also living in New York city, which Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different kinds of people out there. Um, I love New York city and it's a, it's a really fun, amazing uh, space, but at the same time, again, didn't really, um, allow me a place to find the kind of men that I wanted to bring into my life. And so I had a lot of dead end relationships, a lot of toxic relationships and men just who didn't want to commit. And so I got to a place in my life where I was like, okay, like what I'm doing isn't working. So I got to do something different here. Right. Einstein's definition of insanity, like keep doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, and expecting a different result is a little crazy. So, uh, I was like, okay, I'm the common denominator here. Let me think about what I could do a little differently. And I started to put myself in different surroundings. I, opened up the world of personal development and personal growth. I learned about uh, creating an online business for myself. And all of these choices that I made led me down just a path of surrounding myself with people who were looking to level up their life. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, that's that's the path that I'm on. That's where I want to be. I want to do more things. I want to do these I had like these just really great visions for myself and my future. And I still hung on to, I'm going to find my Mr. Right. There's a guy out there. I know it. Some days were so dark and depressing and I could barely get myself out of bed, but I'm going to hang on to that mustard seed of hope and know that there's still a good guy out there for me. And it just so happened that I ended up at an event Uh, And it's amazing just the ripple effect of things, right? I just, I went to an event where it led me to another event and another Mm -hmm. event. And so I get to this event out in La Jolla, California, all the way across the country for me, a three-day workshop that uh, was really about learning my personal story and the power in it and how that could help me in business and just personal growth as well. And so I was there for myself and it was at that event that I met my husband. Uh, When we met, uh, we were actually at the three-day event, didn't talk to each other, but we connected at the end of the whole three days because we had chose to stay with this mentor and work with him for uh, the year-long program that he had offered. Mm -hmm. And so we were both uh, connecting at at that, uh, what he calls like a champagne toast. So we were all there 
and we friended on Facebook. He was running out the door to go to the airport. I was running to the ladies room. We're like, cool, we're friends on Facebook. And we went our separate ways. Like that was literally how we uh, started our conversation with each other. And it wasn't until a few weeks later, we're back in our respective cities. He was uh, living just outside of Denver. And um, I had just made some really kind of cutesy uh, post on, on Facebook and on Instagram about uh, this. I think it's the first Thursday of November is men make, uh, men make dinner day like hashtag men make dinner day. And so I'm like, oh, I'm single. Like I can make my own dinner, you know, and I was just kind of being mm-hmm. cutesy. And uh, he messaged me. He's like, hey, if I had known, I would have made you dinner, but you would have had to wait for it. And I'm like, who is this guy? I didn't even remember him. Uh, I, I didn't even remember him, but um, we, but then I, you know, I put two and two together. I realized like, okay, this is the guy that I met from that mastermind. And we started talking and getting to know each other. And it really just developed as friends, we kind of became accountability partners. We were in the same industry and again, on that personal growth path. And it was in that time that we just got to know each other that uh, we realized there was something more, uh, more that was going on. And shortly after that was November and by January, we were dating. We had talked with each other so much we maxed out, I don't know if you're familiar with the Voxer app, uh-huh. um, but we maxed out the time of, I think it's like a 15 minute message that you can leave someone. And we found out the hard way. We're like, oh, I guess the max is 15 minutes. And um, and we just we just had fun getting to know each other. And we started dating in January of that, of that following year. Um, by that July, we realized, yep, this is it. This is like where we're going. Um, and Uh, We got married uh, about a year or so after that. Um, So everything moved really exponentially. And I, and I will say for, for the, you know, the single parents, you, you know, you're, you're single and you're wondering like, will I find that right guy? And what, what does that look like? Or the right woman? Um, It's, it, it really comes down to clarity. I feel like you get to your goals much faster when you're clear about what it is that you want and where you're going. And he and I had just been really clear with ourselves individually before we met each other. And it was in that clarity that we were able to communicate with each other, express what we wanted, what we didn't want in a future relationship. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we got married and I got pregnant right away. And I, had, uh, I got married at 41 and had my first baby at 42 and my second at 44. And I'm coming up on my 47th birthday now. Yeah. Wow. So did you guys um, both live in New York or was it a long distance relationship? No, it was a long distance relationship. Yeah. He was just outside Denver in, uh, in Colorado and um, he was um, born and raised in Nebraska. I was born and raised in New Jersey and then had moved into New York city. So I was living there for about eight years before uh, we got married and I moved out to Denver and I made the, I made the switch. And now are you two in business together or you have a podcast together? Yeah. So, so we, we launched a business together. So part of what our connection was, is that we had both um, started a business, an online business that was a part of like the same company. It was just network marketing. And that was just something that in, in health and wellness and that we were really passionate about. And so we had combined forces with our, with our, with that business when we got married, but as we were building our business, we realized there were certain things that were missing. There were certain things that we, we didn't like anymore. We wanted to do differently. And in that process, we realized like, 
we love talking about relationships. We love the personal growth path for ourselves and what we've done as individuals and as a couple. Um, and we just, we're just really excited about sharing that insight and the things that we've learned with um, other people. And so as we were figuring out, well, what is this, what does this path look like? We still had our, you know, full-time jobs. Um, we realized that we're like, no, we're going to actually kind of go down this path of a, um, a relationship coaching type business. And so that led us to launching a podcast. It was originally called the one relationship. Uh, those episodes are still up. We eventually changed it to our, our, um, like our company name, which is called, um, family OS. So it's family OS podcast. So you'll see those episodes and, uh, we launched that in August, August, September of 2020. And then it wasn't until the end of last year that we decided to cancel the podcast. So those episodes are up there. Um, it started just really with like, you've got one relationship. It starts with you, right? I, I talk to my clients and I say, um, be the right person for the right person, right? Like we've got a certain, there's a certain responsibility and ownership that we have to being the best version of ourselves and then the right person will come into play. And so that was sort of the premise of how we started the podcast. Um, it then shifted more towards just families and parents and uh, just, just couples in general that way. Um, but ultimately we really wanted to niche down in helping um, families as a whole and the path that we have for that, we realized the podcast was um, taking us away from that. So, so we put the po podcast on pause um, which is, which is fine. We're, we're open to, um, opening it up, you know, in the future, if it makes sense. Um, but now we realize when, uh, we, we launched the business, it was really talking to couples. Uh, the couples didn't really want help, <laughs> I would just say very <laughs> bluntly. Um, they, they've got a lot going on and there's a lot of rooted stuff that they have to work through. Um, and we just, I don't know if we, it just didn't, it just didn't jive like what we were presenting and what, um, and what they wanted. And so we realized though, out of that, um, the women, the wives were really leading the change. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's just focus on the women. And so I started working with moms, um, but they were actually more interested in being a better parent than they were about being a better spouse. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, at the end of the day, Tanner, my husband and I, our mission is to lower the divorce rate and help families create an updated operating system. That's the family OS. So many of us are running off of what our parents did, what our grandparents did. And although some of those things are still good and valid and may work for your family, a lot of those things don't. We have new research, we have new ways of doing things. And if we could better understand where subconsciously we're operating from, uh, we can heal some of those things that just aren't working so that we can have a really strong, vibrant, thriving, loving household. And when we can do that, in turn, it, it changes the communities and, and the world around us. So we're really passionate now about helping um, marriages, right? So, and we've now, um, niched it down to single women. Um, we might end up doing something in, in the future with single men, 
But for right now, we're focusing focusing on the single women, and um, and just like it matters that you marry the right person. That that that's how you start with a really strong foundation to have a healthy marriage. And when you have a healthy marriage, your kids are going to be taken care of. They're going to be okay. And in turn, you're raising a strong household that will be um, part of a strong community. And that's just like our overall uh, mission that what we want. And so right now it's, it's uh, like I said, starting with single women and helping them be their best version so that they can go out and, and meet that right person. I feel like the meeting the right person is like the bonus, Mm -hmm. right? Like we, we have to take care of ourselves personally and internally not everyone wants to do that because it's not always easy work and it can be emotional. Um, but when you can heal wounds and you can move past things and learn how to like do something a little differently, uh, that gets you a better result. Um, it's worth the work. So that's, uh, so that's what I do with my single ladies. Yeah. And while you were speaking, I was thinking about, you know, how each family to be have your confidence in that family and, and have everything going well. What I hear from a, a lot of single parents is that they don't feel like they're completely a family when it's just like a mom and a kid or something, but those are still complete families in themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Look, I, I believe in God's design of man and woman together. There is a reason that, you know, we bring man and woman together we are uniquely different on purpose. We bring different things to the table. And I think celebrating those differences is actually what's beautiful. But it doesn't mean that just because you are a single parent, that you don't have everything that is of you to bring to the table and to bring to your children and, um, and, and raise them well. That, so, and, and that really kind of leads me to something that I, that I teach my clients is like, own where you are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to love where you're, where you're at. I didn't love being single. I still have this desire to be married and have kids and, and have a family, but I owned where I was at that point in my life. I got out of the depression. I got out of the blame and shame and embarrassment. And I just said, I'm here. I own my life right now. I've made choices maybe some that I wouldn't make again. Cool. I've learned from them. Keep going. But I'm here for a reason. I'm, this is my life right now for a reason. It's okay. And here's also what I'm doing about how I'm going to improve my future because your past doesn't have to dictate your future. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the more content we are with where we are right now, the better chance our future relationships have of working out hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And my husband is divorced, right? So he's divorced. He was a single parent. He's trying to navigate life, you know, without, um, a, a significant other and raising a small little girl and just trying to understand. And like, that was his drive. Like, okay, how do I better myself? How do I make a healthy home for my daughter? Um, and it's in the work that he did for himself and accepting the circumstances and, and just working on him that it, it took care of his daughter and in turn also helped him meet someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. I came into his life. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So can you walk us through the single framework? Sure. 
so single framework is something that uh, my husband and I came up with um, because as we realized that we wanted to work with single women um, and really like hone in on how we can help just start the relationship off on a good note um, and a good foundation, um, we went back to my single life and what was it that I did that changed the trajectory of my future? And the path that I was on. And the two biggest things, um, and, and really like where the harder work is done, but it's done in the beginning. And it's like, if you do it, it really pays off is the, um, is the S and the I. So, so for single, the S stands for story and the I stands for identity. And we got a story for everything. It's how human nature works, right? Like We'll drive by a car crash and we'll start thinking all the stories of how that car crash happened, right? But we do it also in our own life. We have a story. I had a story that all men were jerks. No man wanted, no, no men wanted to commit and get married. I wasn't, I was good enough to date, but I wasn't good enough to get married to. Um, I, uh, there was something wrong with me. I had tons of stories. And in fact, it was even something that Tanner, when we first got together and we were, uh, you know, we were having a conversation and I went on this tangent about how all men like just don't want to commit. And he was like, slow down. I am not going to be a part of that story. Like just to let you know. So I think like paying attention to the stories that we tell ourselves, like what, what, what is, what are our beliefs about ourselves, about life about men and women, you know, what, what are the beliefs, right? What are the stories that we're telling ourselves? And then when we get into that, we understand then that's how it's creating our identity because based on our stories, our beliefs, we are going to act in accordance with that. And that creates an identity. So these are the two really hard parts, but it's also when you can dig a little bit and, and, and I help, you know, walk through women, um, through the process we can start to uncover sort of where the root is, what's going on and, and how, to, how to heal those wounds. Um, the next part is the N, which is non-negotiables. So after I got out of my last relationship, it was so toxic. I mean, there were, there were some great parts to it for sure, um, but, but there, were, there, there were a lot of parts that were just, it made a very tumultuous kind of relationship. And, um, and I, I, I got out of that thinking, okay, I, there are certain things that I do not want and here's how I want them instead. And I was very clear about what that looked like. And so it wasn't, I didn't call it non-negotiables at the time, but as uh, Tanner and I got together and we're talking, he ended up doing the same thing when he got out of his divorce. And he started being like, I don't want that. I want this. And we, and he got clear and what we realized is like, it's creating some non-negotiables. Like if you create non-negotiables, this is, this is a, a very important piece. It's foundational. Um, you then can be clear of finding out, well, is this other person going to, to work with me? Because I was dating men where I'm like, well, we get along. There's, there's common interests from work standpoint, but then the spirituality part wasn't there. Or I met people spiritually and that was, that worked, but then we really didn't have any other things in common. And my, so we have, we sort of have a category of um, 
like growth, communication, finances, family, um, and and just um, uh, like growth overall. So mm-hmm. so we have some categories that were like, hey, foundationally, you gotta you gotta be very clear about things. So those are the non-negotiables, and I help women walk through that. Um, and then the other parts to the single framework is um, gifts. We have gifts in our life. Uh, that we offer, that we get from other people, even out of a bad relationship, we can get a gift. If you want to maybe even call it a lesson, you know, like there are things that we can offer um, other people as well as what we've gotten in return. That last guy that I dated, although it, it wasn't the healthiest relationship, he taught me generosity. He taught me like true generosity that, I mean, I was a fairly generous person when we met, but he he showed it to me in a whole new way that now I practice generosity differently because of him. So yeah, the relationship wasn't always the healthiest. And at the same time, I got a gift out of it. Right. So we, we have gifts and then the love is uh, the L um, learning to love ourselves. Sometimes that's the hardest thing because we beat ourselves up for the decisions and choices we've made in our lives. Um, but how we can come into life with this place of love, I believe love is always the answer, right? you know, uh, second Corinthians 13, right? Mm -hmm. Like love never fails. And it really, if we come from that place, like every single time love can always be the answer. And I just, I just really believe that wholeheartedly. And the last piece is the E, which is energy and energy is just, it's like a vibe, right? We've talked, I'm sure you're like, oh, there's just like this weird vibe going on, or this is a really cool vibe. And we have that too, as human beings, we're all connected. And in some way we're putting out a vibe, we're putting out energy that, um, that, that can either attract or repel someone to us. And so if we're looking for these, these people to come into our life, who are, who are better, who have a higher standard of living and just, you know, like have the things that we want. Well, we've got to do that for ourselves and put that kind of energy out. And so that's the framework as a whole um, that I, that I share with my ladies. When you were talking about the non-negotiables, how many do you recommend that people have? Because I've often heard don't have any, you know, be open to everyone. You'll learn something from everyone. So where's that balance? Yeah. So I put the non-negotiables into buckets that create a foundation. If you think of any house or building, you've got to have a solid foundation if that house or building is going to stand and last. And your marriage is no different. I, I, if you, if you don't have a solid foundation, there will be cracks and whether it's cracked enough that you separate or cracked where now you're living in just sort of this dysfunctional state and just not a thriving marriage for the rest of your life, which people have done, like, I don't want that. And I don't think, I don't want that for my own marriage. And I certainly don't want that for other people's marriages either. And I see it too often, um, whether it's family members or uh, friends, neighbors, like I just, I see the cracks and they're struggling and then the kids struggle. Mm -hmm. And so now that's another generation that's now being affected, right? So foundationally, um, that's that's what the the non-negotiables are. So we have them in categories that to me are what is foundation communication, right? How do you communicate with each other? There are people who like, as soon as they're upset, they shut down or there are people who, you know, just argue and yell. 
Tanner and I both had very, very argumentative type relationships. And that was one thing that we're like, we, we may disagree. I'm not saying you're never going to have an argument, right? But we're not going to yell at each other. We're not throwing things at each other. Like, how do you communicate, right? And there's verbal as well as nonverbal communication. What does abuse look like? People are in abusive relationships. And what are you, what are you going to tolerate, right? What is a non-negotiable when it comes to communication? Um, the next one is growth. Are you on a path to continue to better yourself? I don't ever want to repeat the same year over and over again. I want to know that I'm always growing and learning something. As you say, yeah, you can learn from everyone. Everyone has something to offer. Sure. Whether it's something you want to learn or not, that's, that's, <laughs> that's another <True>. story. <laughs> um, but, but, but having a sense of growth. And that was very important to um, Tanner and myself. We wanted to know that we would, we would always put ourselves in a, in a learning state, always be a student in life. Um, the other is spiritual. I mean, people divorce because they didn't talk through, well, how are you raising your kids? What's the practice of the home, right? And same thing, family. Family is the same thing. Are you gonna have kids? Will you adopt? Will you, you know, like, what does family look like? Do you want kids or don't you want kids? Like people don't talk about that stuff and then they get into a marriage and then they wonder, well, why are you, why are we at different end? Like we can't agree now because they didn't, they didn't have the heart of the conversation. And one of the things that was also really important to me from family was that I, at some point knew that I, I would need to take care of my parents. I wanted to know that I could be able to take care of my parents. Um, they're going to age they're not the healthiest. So I wanted to know that the guy I was with was on board with helping to take care of my parents. And we're now moving into a next gen house where they can live in, you know, this, this side apartment of our house and we can take care of them. Right. But it, but it's, my husband was on board with it and it was his idea to get the house. Like he was in on it. Right. But if we don't talk about that stuff, like I would hate to be in a place where I'm like, I want to take care of my parents, but my husband isn't supportive and now it's friction, right? So it's things like that when it comes to family and then finances. I think money is like one of the number one things that people divorce over, right? So, um, so finances, talk about money. Are you, how do you approach money? What are your, what are your rules and thoughts or beliefs around money? And that was something that Tanner and I were like, well, we weren't taught very well with money. We've both been in tremendous debt. And we also know that we are not going to live in debt and we're going to figure out how to have uh, abundance and wealth in our house to take care of our children and next generations and be able to you know, bless other people's lives with money. And so we're like, what do we need to learn? And so we went into the, a learning state. So it's things like that. And so when you talk about non-negotiables, those are our five buckets. I don't think you should have more than that. And if to help also figure out, I mean, you might have one other area that to to you is very foundational, but I would look at those five as foundational and getting clarity over picky. We don't want to nitpick. I, I got very, you know, specific on, well, he's got to like this kind of music and he's got to do these activities with me. And although those are fun, it really came more down to, well, are you just, are you just open to having an adventure? Does it, can we, can we meet in the middle about sharing the different, like I'm a beach girl and he's a mountain guy. I don't want to go hiking, but I'll hike once in a while for him Mm -hmm. and he'll sit on a beach with me. Right. So, 
but we, we enjoy the travel. We enjoy the experience. Um, he doesn't necessarily like the music that I like, but he'll come to a concert with me, you know, or vice versa. So that we just love music. And so I think that's where you have to think like, am I being picky or am I just getting clear about foundationally what this looks like? And that's how I handle the non-negotiables. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. So what would someone who wants to start, you know, going through your single framework, where would they start? I know you have a free course, maybe. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. So I like to call it, we call them challenges. Um, It's a free, um, it's, it's, five days, we usually have some bonus days. So it usually takes um, about seven days, seven days together where I start walking through the framework and helping women come in with um, just getting a small win, right? Understanding the, the foundation of what I teach. And so I'm like, come in, enjoy, sp- let's spend a week together and understand where I'm coming from. Um, and then from there, you know, there's, there's other opportunities that I, that I share with, with the women, if they want to continue to, to, to work with me and move on. Um, so the next challenge is, um, April 11th, it's called, um, finding him That's the website. Um, and, uh, and just register, register, come in and just experience the week together so that you understand foundationally where I'm coming from where you could um, make, make some tweaks. And the one thing that I just wanna point out to the, to the women who are listening and if you're considering this, um, one of the first things that I say to these women as they come in, that there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You are beautifully created in the image and likeness of God. Like there is tremendous significance and beauty and strength in who you are. And coming in even just says that you're like, cool, I'm ready to do something different. What I encourage the women to, to approach the week with is, okay, but can I, can I tweak something? Can I adjust something to get the different result, right? You are still beautiful just the way you are, but we could also say, well, if I don't have the results in my life that I want, maybe there's something I can do a little differently so that I can get to the results that I want in my life. And that's, that's the premise of coming into the week. Yeah. We all have things, weaknesses, but it doesn't necessarily make you as a person, but things we can right work on. Yeah. 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 So what would you say to the woman who still wants to try dating even while she's working on herself? Um, yeah, I, that's a good question. So I would First and foremost, put yourself as a priority. So, because again, you've got to be the right person for the right person. And if you're not in a good, healthy state and you've got some stuff to work on, and we all do, like we've all experienced trauma in some form or fashion. We've all had heartbreak. We've all had, you know, just some kind of upset. Like life isn't supposed to be roses all the time, right? And even roses have thorns, right? So, Um, you know, we, we all have something to work through. So if we're not taking care of that, you bring it to the relationship. So I, I'm not saying that you can't date while you are working on yourself. I, I, I'm I'm never going to tell anyone what they should do. Um, but I would suggest at least to make yourself a priority. Don't put your needs 
second to, oh, let me go check out this date and see how it goes and what's happening there, right? Like I would just take care of yourself because if, if he's supposed to be the right guy, then right at some point you're going to, you're going to get connected with them. Like it's just going to happen. And, but you are taking care of yourself first so that it will actually all align. And I think of even just my, my experience with Tanner, like I had, I was working on myself. I had uh, things that were going on. Um, and while I was waiting for him and wondering, where is this guy? He was also going through a divorce, right? So he, like, right. I couldn't meet him at that time. Right. So, so that, so just know that like the other person is doing their stuff and you take care of your stuff. So sure you can date, get to know that, but I, and I would, and I would just come from a place of like, let me get to know this person. Does this person fit into my life of what I want? not the other way around. Like, am I okay for him? Right. Don't, don't come from that place. Think, is he, is he right, right for me? Right. Yeah. You're the, you're in the driver's seat of your life. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So what would you tell a single mom who's listening? Any last words for her? <sighs> give yourself grace, right? It's the podcast, you know, like, um, give yourself grace and what I also share with my, with my ladies, and I have a, I have a lot of divorced moms who are, who are in my group. Um, I would say, don't ever lose hope. I had some days where I could barely get out of bed. I could not find anything good to think about. I struggled so much. I, and like I said, I was in radio and I'd have to go into the studio and entertain my listeners and I'm like falling apart on the inside and really really like everything I had in me to just be upbeat enough to go and say some words on on air and and be done um but don't lose hope because when you lose hope because I know a lot of these women who come in they say it's hopeless I feel mm -hmm. hopeless and um and I am and my counter to that is when you lose hope then your dreams die Mm. And quite frankly, it's why people kill themselves, right? Like this is, they, they see no other way. So my final words are give yourself grace and never lose hope. Even if it's the tiniest bit that you can hang on to for that day, do it and keep fighting and keep knowing that if you are doing the things for yourself to, uh, improve your life, like things will start to turn around. It may not always be in the timing that we want but they will turn around. Yeah. Thank you for that. Where can listeners find you? Uh, so I'm the Kate Wendell on Instagram. Uh, Instagram's kind of my jam. So that's, that's usually where I'm at. Um, and then I do my challenges within Facebook. So you could just register for the next challenge, which is findinghimchallenge.com. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you're a single parent, I invite you to check out my free ebook, Parenting Alone with Confidence. You can find it on graceforsingleparents.com and it'll be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.